You're listening to the It's Her Time podcast with Cody and Jess. Hi, welcome back to the It's Her Time podcast. My name is Cody Sanders, and I'm a holistic health practitioner and functional nutritionist and the host of the show. This is the show that we love to talk all about women's hormones, health, and happiness. And today's episode is going to be an extra fun episode. I've invited a special guest, Susie Pettit, who is a coach that teaches women how to live their best lives. She's going to give us tips and tricks on how we can eliminate a lot of the anxiety and overwhelm and stress in our lives and how to set healthy boundaries, which sounds easier than it is. Setting boundaries is actually a little hard, but she gives us all of those tips and tricks that we need in order to implement it into our lives and give ourselves that self-love that we deserve. But before we go into this episode, let's go into a Mixers Girl Say. Okay, for our Mixers Girl Save this week, I invited another one of our team members. In fact, she is our newest team member on the team, McCall, um, to join us. And she's going to tell us a little bit about how she found Mixers, why she wanted to work here. And then I'm going to ask you a a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm here for it. Okay. Okay. Um, I Do I want to do that first or do you want me to tell my story? Well, Let's uh, let's do it afterwards. We'll okay. do it afterwards. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Um, I actually knew someone who had worked here. So Jen. Okay. Um, and then just followed mixers for like a year. Um, she brought some products and then I just became obsessed. I became obsessed with the story and the meaning behind it and it being women-led and then just the culture of the company and also the products and honestly would deep dive into everything when you would do your questions with Cody. I was like, okay, she's doing questions with Cody. I was on it. Um, yeah, just learning from from the women and just, it was incredible. I kind of always felt a draw to the company and yeah, now I'm here. And oh. It feels pretty surreal. So We're so grateful yeah. to have you. We love Me McCall too. already. You can tell she's just an awesome girl. So talented, <laughs> so smart too. She's amazing. She so goes, she's over our SEO. Um, and you do, we wear a lot of hats around here too. <laughs> so, you know, but I love that you, you have a passion just like we do. And mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that from yeah. you. And we're so glad you add to our company culture yeah. so much. Um, okay. So I'm going to put McCall on the spot because okay. what are the things that we do? McCall mentioned that um, I do questions with Cody on our social media every Wednesday. Well, on Tuesdays, we usually will do a little segment on our stories on Instagram um, that says, tell us Tuesday. And that's where a lot of these uh, Mixers Girls Say segments come from are the answers that you give us. We're mm-hmm. switching it up just a little bit today, but that is fun. So yeah. I'm going to make it so that it's a tell us Tuesday for McCall. Okay. So McCall, tell us um, your most embarrassing period story. How about that? Okay. Um, let's think. Um, oh, I do. Um, my, <laughs> I had a take very long. <laughs> we all have one, right? I think we do. <laughs> um, I had a boyfriend when I was like 16. Oh, no. We were just hanging out. Um, I think I was trying to find something in my drawer or something like that. And so we were just like sitting on the ground and I went to grab it out of my bottom drawer forgot that I had pads in there, went to grab something. And I think like the pad sticky part came off. So it stuck to my hand and I'm pulling out my hand and there's just a pad hanging from my hand. And then this guy, and I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. This is so uncomfortable. So that was probably, that was when you're 16, you know, especially at 16, you're like, you're like, we pretend like we don't have, we don't talk about it. Like, 
Hopefully not anymore, but no, I now I would be sure. like, yeah, that's a pet. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a tampon, like here, you know? You, yeah. 100%. <laughs> but yeah, when you're 16, it's like, yeah, it's, it's all new. 100%. Well, yeah. that's why we're having these kinds of conversations because yeah. we're trying to make it so you girls that are in your teenagers no. don't have to be embarrassed about Yeah. Normalize like, it. Normalize it. So normal. Yay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. That was fun. Thanks for having me. Good story. All right. Great. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Susie, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I know I got to be a guest on your show, what was it, a year ago? And I loved our conversation, and it's just been something I've been looking forward to, to have our audience get to know you. So I want to give you an opportunity to say hi to everybody. Tell us a little bit about you and what your specialties are and a little about what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. Hooray. Hello. I'm Susie Pettit. I am a certified life and wellness coach. I'm also certified relationship and parenting coach. So it sort of depends on who I'm talking to. You take care of uh, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I do. And and that is because I really didn't take care of myself for many uh, years. I, I'm now 51. By the time this airs, it'll be 52 because my birthday's Sunday. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday. But, yeah, thank you. I spent probably, you know, the first 35 years of my life living a life that I didn't love and not taking care of myself and really externally focused doing what other people thought I should do and following sort of the rule book that other people had for Susie and reached around age 35. And one of my dear friends actually passed and, mm. and, um, she was my, one of my, we were sort of living parallel lives. Mm-hmm. And when she passed, it, it, it actually her la- like our final conversation was she was like Susie don't wait like d- just don't stop like don't yeah. let this be you type thing and it really was that moment where I stopped and was like Wait a minute <laughs> yeah put things <laughs> into perspective <laughs> right yeah it yeah. gave me some perspective and and with that I realized you know that I really was had been raised in and then was in a first marriage with without any boundaries, very codependent, very much a people pleaser, all of that. And, and so sort of stepping out of that, that is now what I help women with. I, I run a online um, school called the Love Your Life School, where I teach people tips and tools with my background in, in brain science and um, years of, of education to help them live a life they love. And that is not just when you're on vacation, which is what I was sort of doing for the first 35 years of my life, but a like every day, even when the dinner's burnt, even when your kids are smelly, you know, (laughs) what can we do to empower ourselves and feel better in our days? So I love helping them do that. It's so important and such good work and you're so good at it. Um, You have your own podcast too. So of course, we're going to put all the ways that um, our audience can connect with you, Susie, so that they can continue the journey of the things that you're able to offer to the world. But it's so important because I feel like so many of us can relate to that. Now, not all of our audience is even quite 35 yet. We've got a broad like age spectrum here. We've got like 20 to 55 year olds that are are listening. Mm -hmm. And so I love that we have such a broad like audience, but there's a lot of us at different phases and stages of our life. Um, But I think that this is something that every single one of us, no matter what age we're at, 
we can all relate to. It's something where we have to reconsider consistently throughout our life about how it is that we're, you know, is there anything that we need to be changing or progressing from or, you know, like improving in our life, like doing a little self-check to see if we Mm -hmm. are living our very best lives because um, each of us have a, you know, our own lives and each of us, I feel personally, I feel like every one of us has a purpose and that there's something that's meant for each of us. And a lot of times we can kind of just go along with the flow and kind of miss and not actually go with what we're supposed to be doing. And sometimes that's when we start feeling things like overwhelm and anxiety and all of these different signs um, that are signals to our body telling us that it's time to reevaluate. And so that's why I wanted to have Susie on here is because I know this is a show that where we mostly talk about our hormone health. But mm-hmm. as you girls know, there's not a single episode that I ever do that I don't bring up the negative effects of stress, right? There's so much stress around us. We are chronically stressed, whether we think we have a, a crazy life or not. We have a crazy life to our nervous system, most of us. And so this is something that can definitely help because when our stress is high, then our other hormones kind of go out of whack. They go out of balance. And so this is going to be fun today because we're going to share a lot of tips and ways that you can manage um, you know, what we're talking about right now with the stress levels, how to you know, beat that overwhelm, how to make sure you're setting yourself up for sex success, not sex. Sex could be part of it. (laughs) Setting yourself up for success and making sure that you're loving your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love what you say. And I love also like that the listeners are all different ages. The the one thing I have people all different ages in my love your life school. And one of the things that constantly comes up for the people that are more on the upper age of your Mm -hmm. listeners is why didn't I learn this earlier? True. And, and, that's the part where it's like, yeah, like if, you know, if we can sort of, I love the, you know, the 20 year old listening, like, yes, please listen in to just sort of basics of, of emotional intelligence that I know Mm -hmm. many of us as, you know, who were raised sort of in the nineties and Mm -hmm. eighties, even seventies didn't know at the time, but nowadays like the 20 year olds and the 30 year olds, they're getting more of that information. But I think it, it, we still are raised in a society where we are really taught to look externally and what other people think about what we're doing. Mm. And so no matter the listener's age, I really, the the lesson that keeps coming back is like, take care of you, take care of your hormonal health, take, take care of your self-care, take care. Of, and it's not selfish. It's actually the very opposite of selfish. Because yep. when I was running around like a crazy person and, and, you know, not paying attention to my hormones, not paying attention to my self-care, thinking that I was taking care of my husband and my kids and my, I did not show up as this kind person Right. (laughs) versus flip that when I am taking care of myself, when I'm paying attention to my, you know, hormones and my health and my wellness and all of that, I showed up much differently and, and everything's better. That's sort of the fallacy of this all is that like, we need to take care of them so that they feel better. And it's like, actually, we need to start with us which, which is, which is hard when we're in our twenties and thirties. Cause it's, it's not, you know, that's not what's sort of supported. Yeah. I, I love that they they listen to shows like yours that can sort of empath- emphasize that, that their health matters. And, um, and then to take, to start setting, you know, boundaries really, or, or where it's all about. Um, yeah. Which is cool. I love it. You know, I mean, what a great advantage that everybody can have. Mm -hmm. The sooner you can start, the better. But 
It's never too late. And it's that whole analogy that gets used all the time and probably too much about putting your own oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. And it really is hard to do because society doesn't always support that. And Mm -hmm. we have a lot of women have a lot of guilt around this. Um, But I I do see, I think I agree with you, Susie, that we are getting better, that we're a little Mm -hmm. more aware that this is something that should be a priority to us, but we don't always have the tools. So let's start with talking about what you mean when you're saying it all comes down to boundaries. Let's, Let's learn a little bit more about boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries. Um, I, so the definition that I like for boundaries is it's a guideline for how you'll be treated versus how sometimes boundaries come off as almost like something you're doing to someone else. But it is like for every listener out there, it's like a little guidebook for how you, you know, insert your name, like how Susie or how Cody likes to be treated in a relationship and also just in life. So it, it is not something we're doing to someone else, but it's, it's a guideline for how to interact with us. So like one of my boundaries or guidelines is that I don't allow people to yell at me. Hmm. So when I, you know, used to be in a relationship with a man who would yell at me, it wasn't that I was telling him not to yell. Like he could, but I was saying, oh, wow, hold on. Like, I don't allow people to yell at me. So I'm out of this conversation and he could keep yelling at the wall, but it's a very different thing than sometimes we get is we get into this, this boundary where we're like, I told you not to yell. And then we get into a debate and it's like, then we're yelling and it's, it's, it's it's just, it goes downhill from there. But, but boundaries really are guidelines for how you want to be treated. And and I talk a lot of my work because I do a lot of relationship work about those external boundaries, like sort of guidelines that we have that we won't be, um, yell that or another guideline I have, I have five sons. So <laughs> one of my guidelines is that I will not be the brunt of people's jokes. I did. Okay. I'm, I don't like that. It's not funny to me. It like triggers my nervousness. And so, you know, my sons all have opinions about why that shouldn't be a boundary of mine. That's okay. It's not their guideline. It's mine. Right. Um, and it's just one of those things that, you know, it, it, it's just, this like, yeah, mom doesn't like jokes about her and we can keep telling jokes about her, but mom's going to leave <laughs> the room. Yes. Right? It is a more empowering thing. So a lot of what I do is these sort of external boundaries. And what I don't want to gloss over, certainly with this sort of audience and our health, is the internal boundaries we have and the importance of pausing and thinking about the guidelines we want for ourselves. Because what I find is often in our society, when we're thinking of everyone else, we sort of are like... It's like we're we're like in a river and we're just in the river in a boat without a paddle and we're just like racing down and we're taking care of everyone else and and it's like oh if I get to bed at this time that works or if I versus stopping before we get into the boat or at least taking an oar and being like hold on what do I want like what are my guidelines for me okay is one of my guidelines that I need at least seven and a half hours of sleep so you know provided that I don't have a newborn baby then knowing that ahead of time, making the decision ahead of time, then at night when, you know, your brain is like, let's watch another show on Netflix. You're like, actually, it's much easier to make that decision ahead of time than in the moment. Or maybe you have a guideline with yourself where you, you know, when you go out, you only have two glasses of wine or you have no glasses of wine or Mm -hmm. whatever. My point here with external or internal boundaries is the importance of deciding ahead of time. Okay. Like have a break taking yourself seriously enough that you matter, like it matters enough for you to have a little awareness of like what what you do want. What do you want in a relationship? What feels safe to you in a relationship? Like doesn't, are you okay with people yelling or making jokes? That might be fine. That's okay. You know, also pausing and thinking of your internal boundaries, like what's best, you know, is it, 
helpful. I listened to one of your um, episodes recently that I loved where you uh, talked about sort of the things you do every day mm-hmm. for your health. Just stopping and being like, right, it does help me if I walk every day, or it does help me if I sit in silence for a minute every day, or it does help me just having those decisions ahead of time is really helpful because then when we get out in social interactions and people like one of my guidelines when I had young kids is that I didn't do um, outings out on weeknights usually. Mm-hmm. And so then if a friend asked me when to shoot, you know, Hey, there's a band in town. Do you want to go out Wednesday night? Or, Hey, there's a, I already had made the decision ahead of time. So it was a lot easier for me not to be a people pleaser. Right. And for me to say like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Actually, I don't go out on weeknights, like when my kids are around or I don't. And it's just, it feels because you've made that decision ahead of time, sort of have some confidence going into it and you feel better moving forward and taking care of yours. I love it. I love it. And I couldn't agree more. It's so important. I think it's a little hard though, like to like the moment before you have to make the decision to have to decide what your boundaries are. So how do you help people figure out exactly what their boundaries are? Because some people that have been living without any boundaries might think, I don't even know where the first place is to start with this. So how do you determine, you know, what should be your boundaries? Yeah. So one of the greatest ways to determine is to just like if a listener is listening to just take a deep breath and be like, where, where, where am I annoyed? Yeah. Like in, in which relationship am I annoyed or frustrated or too, or resentful? Mm-hmm. So those three emotions, I think, like, I think of emotions as sort of like those, those flashing lights on the dashboard of our car. Like those are telling us something mm-hmm. and what, what the feeling of annoyed or irritated or frustrated or resentment is telling me, like when mm-hmm. I feel that. I usually, I, I've trained myself to sort of be like, oh, boundary has been crossed. Like, oh, now my next question to myself is, have I said that boundary out loud? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, right. Like I'm annoyed because she keeps calling me every night and wanting to talk and complain about her marriage. And then I hang up the phone and I'm annoyed and irritated. And I'm like, right. Have I ever said anything to her? Like, how does she know that I'm not just how I portray? Like, and you know, like, so, yeah. so the, to answer your question, I really do one of the greatest ways to see where we need boundaries, certainly in relationships also with those internal boundaries is to see where we feel annoyed or irritated, hmm. because that is a sign that we're doing something sort of out of alignment with how we want to be. Yeah. Um, I, when people come to me and they haven't had boundaries in their life, like I haven't, that's totally normal, actually. Like it's actually like people like it when we don't have boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, it gives them lots of freedom. Yes. Right. Right. And and so that sort of one of the things that helps is also sometimes we don't know what we want, but we might know what we don't want. Okay. So that so might start be there. where I have, yeah, to start there. That that sometimes, I mean, I, when I had this interaction, this um, experience with my friend, I didn't realize how really unhelpful and unhealthy the relationships that I had been in were, because mm-hmm. that is the kind of house I was raised in. And so then I went into a marriage modeling the marriage I saw with my parents. And so I, it was like, I was a fish swimming in polluted water and I didn't know the water was polluted. So, so some of that, we just want this, like, you may not know that, you know, that it's not okay to, um, you know, or whatever, like, and maybe it's okay for some people, but the the point is, is like, what feels good to you Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. in your body and in your system. And, and then also, Cody, frankly, sometimes it shows up in health ways. It does. That's like, I looked very healthy and around this time of my life. And I ended up in the hospital with 36 seizures because I was so wow. stressed. So, and like, if you looked at me, you would have been like, oh, she's a, you know, that's yep. where my wellness coach background comes from. But then it's like, okay, the one pillar of my wellness I wasn't taking care of was my self-care and setting those things up. But so if we can look at this, you know, what where people feel tight mm-hmm. or heavy or frustrated in relationships, that's a good sign mm-hmm. that a boundary is needed. And, and, and to just sort of slow down and maybe think about like, what is that about that that doesn't feel comfortable? The challenge is, is that very quickly, as you spoke of, that guilt comes in. We've been so conditioned to take care of other people that we, we might very, like take that conversation that I just gave, like say a friend is calling every night and complaining, or say it's your mother calling every night and saying she's so lonely. Or, and then we hang up after listening to this podcast and the listeners like, oh, I do feel frustrated, but wait, isn't that my job? Like, isn't right. it my, like, hold on. How could I say to my friend, actually, I just want to talk every other night or and not answer the call or say to my mom, like, I'm really sorry. You know, this is hard. And, you know, I'm going to get off the phone now and play a game with my kids. It's very, hard. Like, it's very likely mm-hmm. that right when you do that, you're going to feel intense guilt. Which is why, and and what I, so, which is why I say when you're setting boundaries, you, you really need a support system around you to remind yourself that you're not doing something wrong. Mm. So that could look like being a student in the love your life school or getting some coaching from someone else or people who are not in your general pool. Because when I, like when I was that fish in that polluted water, the other fish swimming with me were like, no, no, no. Like you are wrong for Mm -hmm. saying you can't talk to me. Or, you know, it is your job to, if I'm lonely to take care of me. They were just swimming Um, right along next to you. So yeah, everything's fine. They're like, this is good. Keep answering my call. This is working for me. Mm -hmm. And so when we do first start to break away from that, it's going to feel very uncomfortable to our nervous system. And I guess one thing, I know you're like a really action-oriented person. One thing that I have worked on is that when I feel guilt, I like to slow that down and remind myself that it's not that I'm doing something wrong. I'm feeling guilt because I'm coming up against conditioning. Mm -hmm. I flipped it in my head that when I feel guilt, immediately what I used to do is like, oh, Susie's wrong. Like, what do I like? "Ah," and, And, you know, it's like, oh, must fix. And it's uncomfortable. But I slow it down. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm coming up against old conditioning. I'm coming up against old programming that, that, you know, whether it's mine internally or societies that it's like, I must do everything for everyone, or I must be the person who listens on that. And I, first of all, just sort of say that in my head, I bring awareness to that, that it's not that I've done something wrong. It's that I'm coming up against old programming. And then I will tap right sort of on my sternum, right below. Um, I don't even know what this area is, Cody, but I will, yeah, I will say, you know, I've done nothing wrong. I've done mm-hmm. nothing wrong. And it settles my whole nervous system. And it just sort of brings me back into my body away from that nervous system reaction of like, alert, alert, you're being chased by a tiger. It's like, no, 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 hold on. You're just reversing old programming. You're trying to get out of this conditioning. You're possibly, you know, doing things different than other generations before you. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. This is how we make change. Done nothing wrong. That that can be really Love helpful. That. 
such a good tool. And you're right. I love, I love giving people action steps because it's one thing to sit and listen to all of this and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then to put it into action is another whole other thing. And, and mm-hmm. I love that you brought up, you know, tapping. I feel like tapping is a very effective tool. There's a lot of great research around it and about the effectiveness of it. And it does exactly what you just said. It allows your body to like, soothe the nervous system because what it does is it actually puts you in the moment. So whenever mm-hmm. we are fe- feeling fear or like anxiety and things like that, it's because we're putting, our brain has gone all over the place, whether to the future, to the past, to wherever, instead of being right there in the moment and really checking mm-hmm. in and thinking, you know, yes, everything is okay. I'm safe. I I don't need to feel guilty. It's it's hard. It's hard to do. It's going to take some practice. But I, I hope that the everybody that's listening today, I hope you know that, yes, there's great mentors like Susie. And I hope that you feel this even in the community. Although I know many of you are listening to this maybe alone in your car, but just know that you were surrounded by the audience of this podcast where we are advocates for you. We are prioritizing putting our our best selves out there and our and taking care of our health is the first thing that we need to do in order to be able to put our best selves out into the world. So I love that you're, you know, sharing all this. It is something that's so important and it's it's definitely not easy though. <laughs> I deal with it it's, all the time. Yeah. I deal with it all the time. It's not easy, but but this is where I like one of the things I like to say is like choose your heart because it's not easy to say to your mother, like, mom, I'm so sorry. You're lonely. That's hard. You know, and I'm going to get off the phone now. Like you offer empathy, but you don't make it your job to fix her emotion. That's the big difference between codependency and empathy. Mm -hmm. Empathy is we can still feel sorry for people. We can, but we don't take the responsibility on to fix it. Codependency is we take, we are overly involved in their feeling state. And so we take their feeling on as our own to solve. And so that is going to feel uncomfortable for sure. But I just push the listeners that like that feels uncomfortable, that sort of discomfort. If you say like, Hey mom, you know, I'm sorry, like, I'm not going to do this. That sort of discomfort moves you forward. Mm -hmm. That takes a forward action that moves you actually towards a healthier relationship with your mother. Because if you hang up the phone and you're all irritated, you're not being honest, you're not being yourself, you're being what I call a people deceiver, not a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And it it is it allows room for growth for that relationship. Whereas the hard of you just sucking it up and being the people pleaser and mm-hmm. being like, all right, okay, I got off and maybe, you know, like, okay, and I'll get on again tomorrow and I'll, that feels hard too. Yes. But that part keeps us stuck. Yeah, you're just going to so keep repeating that. Yeah, we get in this fallacy where like it's hard and I'm like, okay, but one heart moves you forward and one heart keeps you stuck. Mm -hmm. Same thing, like, you know, say someone is out there and they're trying to do something better for their health and they're thinking, they're taking your advice and they want to move every day and they're Mm -hmm. not, their body isn't used to moving every day. And they're like, you know, it is going to feel your brain when you go Mm -hmm. to put on your walking shoes is going to be like, oh, and that feels hard to push back against that. Yet you getting out and walking moves you forward, moves you towards your goals. Whereas you listening to that voice and you saying, okay, never mind. Like, I'm not going to do that hard. I'm just going to sit here. Well, then it's hard because then you're not as mobile. You're not as flexible. You're not as, you know, you're not, your body's meant to move. So it's just sort of choosing your heart. But what we have to do when we're, our nervous system really doesn't like this new kind of heart. They're used to the old kind of heart. Yeah. So I like to bring focus that they're both hard. It's just one, you know, is moving you forward and there's like, an end to it on the other side. Yeah. Uh, Good stuff. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I would say any any growth is going to feel uncomfortable. 
So Mm -hmm. in a way, it can almost feel like a positive feedback for you. If it does, Mm -hmm. if you are feeling guilty or you're feeling uncomfortable, that is a clear sign that you are growing. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, just, you know, keep, keep with it. Keep with that practicing. I love everything that you just shared, Susie. It's so good. Yeah. If you're feeling uncomfortable and you're doing something different, because that's, and so like, I I think back to your question of how they know it's like, first pay attention to where are you feeling uncomfortable? Where are you maybe feeling like you're not getting that support in relationships or you're not feeling connected with your body or whatever. And then looking, if you need that support, someone to tell you that you're not crazy, it's okay. You know, even, you know, the young person who, who is like, okay, I'm going to start moving every day. And her roommates are all like, no, you can't, you know, or Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of pressure that goes on there when we change something, but to have the support to say like, no, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. Even if your roommates say like, why are you leaving early? Like, come on. Oh, you're just a party pooper. You want to get your sleep. And it's like, yeah, that's hard. It's telling you something about that relationship. (laughs) So true. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard. Not alone. (laughs) We all, we all are going through this. This is part of life and part of growing Mm -hmm. and learning and all of that. And so, yeah, it is, it is hard, but it is important for us to, to, you know, I'm always talking about how important it is to listen to your body and be your own best advocate. I would say health advocate, Mm -hmm. but be your own best advocate. So, you know, that's what all of this is, is, you know, maybe you don't have the support and the dream support that, you know, when you say, this is my boundary, you might not have everybody like, yay, and cheering for you and so happy that you've decided to have these new boundaries. But if you know that's what's a priority for you and you stay true to that, that is how you're going to build your own self um, confidence and you're going to be able to be a better support for other people. And, you know, they say that we are like the, the, you know, the five people that we spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you feel like you have been in a rut and you've been kind of feeling like you are not living, you know, you're not setting the right boundaries for you internally or externally. Um, there could be a lot of things that are influencing that. And a lot of that could be even the people that you're surrounding yourself with. And I'm not saying that you can just like get rid of your mom and your husband and whoever else is bugging you. But, um, you know, you can be very intentional about who you bring into your life, bring in more of the good people. And then pretty soon, maybe the people that have been maybe not the best supports um, will hopefully, you know, learn from your example and want to jump on board and be a part of, you know, as they start seeing how much um, having these boundaries is, is blessing you and benefiting you in your life. Mm-hmm. And and I guess that's what I, I really like to highlight is that boundaries are a part of all healthy relationships. If you don't have boundaries, it's usually a sign that you're in an unhealthy relationship, but all healthy relationships, like I am married now and in a super vibrant and healthy marriage. And we have we definitely have guidelines for how we shall be treated. And that, yeah. so that, that is super important. And speaking to your point of, you know, the people we're around influence us for sure. And the people we're around also are like those fish in the, in the water that they are used to us interacting in a certain way. So when we start speaking up, there will be a change, whether it's your mother or your husband. But I like to just remind people that the relationship exists between like, so you have, it it exists between you. Mm -hmm. So if you shift and the other person stays the same, the relationship still shifts. It's, it's, it's a, it is different for you. You were moving like, and, and then we leave it to the other person as to whether they'll shift or not. 
Right. Usually when you set a boundary, most cases, people come around. Like it really is the extreme. I don't know if people know my story, which was rather extreme. So, <laughs> but I always say like, people are like, oh my God, if we do that, that's going to happen with that So I'm like, no, <laughs> what, there's a whole bunch, a whole spectrum of area in there where we can speak up and then they start to shift. I see it happen all the time. And then they shift. It's it's just, we've been dancing one way with these people. Like they're mm-hmm. used to us dancing this way. And then all of a sudden it's like, they're used to ballroom and we start doing Foxtrot and they like, they feel like they fell on their face. They're like, wait a minute. My daughter's always available at seven for me to complain for an hour. What is going on? You know? Right. <laughs> and so they're going to feel uncomfortable, but most relationships, there is a room for growth. And yeah. so, you know, in that situation, what's really interesting is so maybe like you set a boundary with your mom where, and you don't always have to say these out loud, but maybe your boundary is internal where you say like, okay, I'm only going to answer my mom's call every other night or something. And so you answer every other night and you, that feels good to you. And that feels comfortable and you don't feel as annoyed and your mom, we don't know if she's going to change or not. So she might in the off days when she's not calling you, call someone else. She might call your sister and complain for an hour. That's okay. Like we have to let go of whether they change and lecturing them and being like, you shouldn't complain, whatever. Right. But if you take care of you, they take care of them. And then together you're stronger. That's the definition of interdependent relationships versus codependent. Love it. That's the healthy kind of relationship. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like, it's important to communicate what your boundaries are, you know, and I think I don't mean to like keep beating it, but I just want to make sure that everybody that's listening is understanding this concept, but understanding now exactly how they can go forward with it. So yeah. finding the boundaries, making sure that they are, of course, positive to you and to your life, um, and then sharing that. And then most people, if it, if they are somebody that's meant to be in your life and it is an actual healthy relationship, they most likely will be able to adapt and be able to grow alongside you. And that's, that's every day. And then things just keep getting better. It's scary, but that's okay. Yeah. So fun. So you, yeah, you, you live now in Australia, which is so fun. And you have five (laughs) sons and what took you down to Australia? Well, that's good. So I had this first marriage, 20 years, three kids, um, and then had a divorce and went through a whole self-help Susie journey of, you know, really, I, I know I told multiple people I would never date again. (laughs) Yeah, you're (laughs) done. (laughs) Never. And in that period, Cody, I started meditating and I started, I started using a meditation app called insight timer. And in that process, I, it was like, you know, two years into my, like, take care of Susie. I did start dating again. I started using, you know, like meeting people in my area. But one night I left a review on a sleep meditation and like two nights later, I noticed someone had commented on my review and I used to live in Washington, DC. So it's like high security area and, you know, everyone's like all into like cybersecurity and the, the, so someone commented on my review and they said, Hey Susie, if you like this meditation, you might like this one. And their username on insight timer was Paul from Wollongong. And I'm there, my little like Northeastern girl, like, okay, dude, like what kind of made up place are you making? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's my husband. Oh, so fun. man, I now live, one of my American sons now goes to University of Wollongong. Like I, it is a place we literally, my, he actually wrote a book called 9,756 miles to happiness because we literally were on other sides of the world. Yeah. Like, and, and it was that kind of thing where I never 
thought I never even wanted to visit Australia. I just, I, you know, it was just this like, oh, okay. And, and I never, it's one of those things, like you never know where life is going to bring you yeah. and you just sort of hold on for the ride. So I, um, my youngest son graduated from high school last June and Paul, my husband had come over to America to help me as my boys finished, um, in the house. And then, um, so then we moved to Australia and here we are, or just I love it. I love it. I know I put you on the spot and to share the story, but I love, I love learning this because, you know, Hey girls, I'm always saying it's so good to meditate. I'm always encouraging you to meditate and who knows? I mean, you could find your future husband, you know, just from meditating. So that's really, I mean, my, like the irony is, is I literally had just broken up with a man who lived like 20 minutes from where I was living. And what I told him was that like, you're too far away. Like like the distance. Uh-huh. And then yeah. I start taking the man. I'm, not, I'm like, okay, it wasn't the distance, Susie. <laughs> but I do think for anyone who's dating out there, it's like, just, again, it's the lesson sort of this whole talk is like, be you. Do what like fills you. So I'm doing something that I enjoy and I meet someone. That is mm-hmm. awesome. I'm not saying dating apps don't also work, but to just the more we can return to what works for us, what's helpful for us, what do we enjoy? Like I enjoyed meditating and I met this man who is this meditation master. So I'm, pretty cool. It's um, the coolest. It's the coolest. Yeah. And it and goes along with whether it's with somebody you're going to date or just even finding new friends. I know we have a lot mm-hmm. of um, conversations on the show about how important friendship is, you know, and how yeah. there's a lot of women that write into us and say that they don't feel like they really have a lot of close friends. Um, and so I always say that one of the best ways to meet anybody is dating apps are great. I have two mm-hmm. adult children who use and hate those dating apps, but the best way to meet people is to like, Think about the things that you are passionate about. Think whether it's mm-hmm. running, whether it's meditating, whether it's painting or learning a new language or cooking or whatever, and go and do that. And you will mm-hmm. you will meet people that you have things in common with. This that that's a so such a side you know tangent it's, there, but but you but know it's, awful, it's like true. it's right in alignment with what we were saying because yeah. often what we do is and that's where I'm saying like listen to how you feel in these relationships because mm-hmm. there is a whole societal message that like. I mean, there's like a Girl Scout song that's like old friends or gold friends. And yeah. like, like we have a lot of people who are holding on to old friendships where the friendship, frankly, has just expired. Like maybe you had a friendship because you were working together or you went to high school together or you went, but now when you're connecting with that person, you just don't feel aligned. That's okay. So some of that is just letting it go. It's fine. that You don't have to come up with some big excuses no. to why. It's just like, but there, there is that scary part of finding new people. And, and that's, that's just where I like to, to speak to. I mean, I, I speak of friendships as sort of dating that there will be an uncomfortable moment. So if you're, mm-hmm. you know, when you're on a dating app, there is that discomfort, but also friendship. It's like, you see someone at the gym. I mean, I'm in Australia. I don't freaking know anyone here. And I have, I have had to walk this walk and it is hard. And I know, I feel like I'm back in like seventh grade when I'm like, Hey, do you want to go out for a coffee? Yeah. I literally feel like I'm going to like vomit. And then they say yes. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's that like, just recognizing like we don't, this again, is back to that, like, choose your heart. It's hard to stay in relationships. So we, we, or they have outgrown totally fine to move on from that. That is actually a normal part of human development. It is hard to put yourself out there to say hi to the person you always see at the gym or the person who you always see in the same section as you at the supermarket or 
it is that sort of like trying to put yourself out there and taking care of yourself that you matter. We, it is totally reasonable to think that you will have relationships that are, that are fulfilling and thriving and, and light you up. And if that's not the case, then it's just, we get to take small steps to move towards that. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what we should always be seeking. It doesn't mean you have to even not be friends with the friends, you know, that have been around for a while, but it's always fun to, you can't have too many friends, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I feel like in my life, having that, those friendships is one of the best ways that I can help my, myself to like kind of, um, handle the hard and handle Mm -hmm. sometimes those times when I'm feeling anxious or feeling overwhelmed or, you know, it's Mm -hmm. sometimes those friendships and those relationships, um, are a huge tool for me. And I know that sounds bad to say that people are tools, but it's something I lean into, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of friendships. And so, so yeah. So, and having those boundaries that all, it all comes together for sure. Yeah. And it's hard because I hear from a lot of people that have friendships, but feel lonely in those friendships. So that's, I just want to like to the people out there that are like, but I want that support too, Cody, to to let them know they're not at all alone. And really Mm -hmm. what research shows is that we just need like one to two people. Yes. Sort of that like 1am call that we could call or, and, and it's very normal to feel like you don't have that right now. And that like, as we're sort of going through different ages, different stages, wherever we are, and that. one of the thoughts that holds people back from starting new friendships or putting themselves out there to the woman on the path and saying like, Hey, do you want to go for a coffee? Is the thought that they think everyone has more friends than me. No one else needs friends. And it's that like, there are, when we talk, I mean, you say you get lots of letters from people and listeners and I do Mm -hmm. too, that there are far more people that feel disconnected in their relationships and they might just be waiting for you to be like, Hey, you want to go get a coffee? And that's sort of the story. They really are. So I cannot Mm -hmm. say it enough. I know I talk about it so much on this podcast, but I'm going to encourage you girls to be brave. And even if you have 10 million friends and you don't need another friend, it's not going to hurt to add one more. So find opportunities to like create, you know, ways to get to know new people and bring them into your life because that's part of the growth process too. You know, Mm -hmm. it's having these new people in your life, new experiences, exposure to new, you know, new ways of thinking. thinking. I mean, I mean, that's how I broke out of that first relationship, that marriage. Cause I, I just thought everything was like this. And then I started attending a exercise class and people talking about their relationship. I was like, wait, your husband's Uh don't do this. Hold on. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I I love that you have um all of these things and that you do with community and stuff like that. I'd love for you to share just a little bit more. I mean, everything we've just taken from you now is just a, a little tiny piece of what mm-hmm. you love to teach your um, clientele. So tell us a little bit more some of the things that you probably are maybe most common areas of life that are most car- common to work with people on. Is that something that you? Yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear that. Yeah, well, so I I have I created this is my like big baby last <laughs> September the Love Your Life School because I wanted a place I I have my Masters of Education I actually used to teach high school um, and then I got into coaching and and you know certified and all of that and really I find that one of my great skills is taking complicated things making it simple so people can use it and I I know that we as humans keep developing in our human development. Um, and like one of my most popular programs is, is a parenting teen program. Mm. And we sort of, we understand with teens that, you know, okay, like they're going to, like, we keep them in some sort of like continuing education until then we sort of get to like age 
I don't know, 20 or 25. And we're like, okay, we're cooked, but that is absolutely not accurate. And we actually have a lot of gaps of knowledge in the boundaries, in the emotional intelligence, in codependency, which are all things that I work with. But so the, the Love Your Life School, I filled in as a place for continuing education for, I call my listeners, warrior women, warrior with an A, like we are. I love that. Um, and just sort of courageous women who like self-growth and self-actualization. So in there, I have, it's just, it, it. I really try to make it like a college campus. There are courses, so you can take courses on boundaries and courses on codependency and courses on, um, on like I have experts like you with like, you know, hormones and wellness and, and that sort of stuff. I also have a resource section, sort of like a student store where you can get my training on tapping or my training on meditating or how to do a thought download or that sort of mm-hmm. thing. We also have live coaching. So you come and, and we have, you know, like an opportunity to get coached. And then finally, I have um, monthly themes like this month we're we're working on emotional eating. So it's sort of like the the seminar. For, and, and it isn't, I, I think of it as like the Netflix for your mental health. I love it. It is something. Yeah, I did just didn't see this in this sort of place where we could go to get a continuing education to continue to learn about the stage that we're in because we continue to be in stages. It was yeah. like a big light bulb for me as someone who worked with <laughs> teens and, you know, sort of the younger gender. I'm like, oh, wait, like at 25, we enter a new stage of development. No one talks about that. And then <laughs> where do I learn how to best do that and to learn about, you know, my own cycle of growth? So that's, that's a Incredible. lot of what I do in the Love Your Life school. And then my podcast is the Love Your Life show where I just, I really seriously and passionately try to get on there each week and deliver tips and tools and action items to get people to love their life. Um, that is something that when I was in a constricted marriage, he very much controlled the books that I could read, the people I could talk to, mm-hmm. but he didn't yet know about podcasts. This was back in like early 2010. And that's where I got my learning for free. So I'm passionate about providing that for others. So that oh, is a great that. place to start for that support. Just to, like your show. Like I just love the free resources out there. And if people are feeling uncomfortable in their relationships to just start dousing their brain, almost like marinating in, in some different mm-hmm. ways of thinking, then the water that they might be swimming in as their little fish. <laughs> I love that. So many amazing resources. And mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a beautiful thing because it, it is really encompassing all the areas of our life that we really need to be focusing on throughout the whole entire life. There's not just a certain age where you should be done learning this. And then once you get to that age, it's like, well, you're an expert on this. Well, no, I yeah, feel like, like making 50, friends. how do you yeah. make friends? I didn't take a class. Like, okay. No. And there are actually some like small things we can do that make it so much easier or like, how do we, you know, it's so how so, awesome. Yeah. To have this yeah. huge, like resource, you know, available to you, but also the community, you know, yes, I love you're the same. The it's a huge part, right? Community yeah. means so much um, yeah. For so many ways. I mean, like I said, I, I lean a lot on friendship. I think friendship is very important, but especially for women. I think men also need it. But I think for women, I think that we're wired to like really um, come together and be there for each other. And, you know, just the way that cultural, you know, things are now, it's like that's not always built into our culture to like always be together. No. So having places like this where people can connect, where it, it's something, whether it's online or in person, you know, it, it makes a big difference and it, it's important oh, it's for us. It's one of my us. favorite things. Yeah. It, just, it fills me up. It makes my gratitude list almost every night. <laughs> Yay. Gratitude yeah. list. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I know. Susie, 
This has been such a fun conversation. There's so many great things that you have shared with us today, things that we can start implementing like right away. But I know there's just a a huge amount of other things that people can learn from you. So I'm excited to have all of your links in our show notes so that everybody can go and take... I made a special link for you guys because I I knew we've been talking about boundaries. And one of the things that comes up with boundaries is it's codependency. And I have an awesome quiz (gasps) called it's like, how codependent am I? So if people are sort of wondering if they're yeah and so it's just gonna be my website which is smbwell.com slash mixers. Awesome. Thank you for that. that quiz and it's just fun and yeah. (laughs) It'll be fun and it'll be fun to like actually um if you girls go and you and you link onto this and you figure this out, I would love to see how the conversation goes on our Mixers yeah. Girl community. So if you're not part of our Mixers Girl community, it's free. It's like a private place for um our community to just go kind of like Facebook, but it's not Facebook, it's our own thing where you can go and ask questions, you can talk to each other. Um, you have an ask Cody section and stuff like that. I would love to see like what you guys have. You know, if you've gone and taken Susie's quiz and see what you've learned and then share. I would love it. In I'm in there. I, yeah. I'm on like day 181 streak on your app. I, I, oh, I good girl. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> yes, I know. That's another. Yeah, I always forget to mention. <laughs> follow up and let us know. I it would, would be so know. fun. And, and Susie's on there. So you can go mm-hmm. and have this conversation continue with you. And, and you can. You can connect either from our website or like Susie just pointed out. And I forgot to sh- uh, point out. We have an app. If you didn't, know, if you didn't know that, yeah, it's a free app. It's um, it's awesome. It's called Mixers Cycle Insights, and it's um, it's available to anyone to you know to use as a tool, um, to help understand themselves better and to be able to track progress yeah. and all of that. Well, hey, this has been so fun. This I knew it fun. would be a great conversation. <laughs> I just adore you, and so thank you so much for yeah. Thank you for being a guest. And girls, thanks for tuning in. We love and appreciate you. We have got the best audience around. And we love having amazing guests like Susie on here on our show every single week. And the more that you girls can like help to communicate with us, the better able we're able to know who it is that you want to have on the show. And so leaving us like a rating, a review, uh, DMing us, going to our Mixers Girl community, giving comments there, that really helps us to be able to make the show even better. So Thank you so much. We appreciate all the help and the um, all of the ways that you are participating in this. So, all right, Susie, thank you so much. All the way down under, we are appreciating you for being on. And until next week, I hope you girls have a very happy and healthy week. Bye.